didn't know who I was until who I was got destroyed. In a blink, everything I'd trusted rushed away like I was falling through the bottom of the sky. The war hammer of calamity shattered me. The silence laid me low. The night fell and the wolves closed in and I thought it was the end. But somehow in the darkness one smoldering ember remained. I raged at it, but desperate as I was I clutched it tight. I savored the pain, the burning. The ember did not go out. And with it I began to rebuild the fire. And the fire lives. And now on the distant skyline the light is returning. Light I thought I'd never see again. This new day will fall upon me, a changed man. What kind of man exactly, I'm not totally sure. But I'll tell you this. I've seen the Midnight Dungeons. And they are not strong enough to kill hope. My name's Ransom, and you're listening to the ramblings of a revenant alien. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rick Rollers Anonymous. The winding path beckons us, and we must advance. If this is your first time here in the show, my lord, thank you for coming. This is your time to lean back and enjoy, to take in wisdom and warning, and to relish the sweet sting of the blues. Wherever you come from, wherever you're going, you're welcome here for as long as you need. Hope you find some light to take with you on your journey, and if so, hold it high and pass it on. And now, good strangers, as you've no doubt guessed, a rambling we will go. Life is a strange and varied and vibrant thing, thank God. It comes at us in waves of surprise. I look back on the life I've lived and though it is an average one, I still shake my head and wonder at the roads I've walked down. Life is an amalgamation of diverse and contrasting experiences, upheavals and regroundings, of love and loss and revived hope. And in all this, with any luck, we learn and grow and change if we're open to the truth as it washes over us. It's a wise idea to take a survey now and again of what's come and catalog it so that we don't lose it. And that's what this episode is. An amalgam of thoughts as they've come to me. Ones that don't really seem to fit into any themed episode but are worth chewing on nonetheless. I'll do this kind of episode every so often and uh, I hope you enjoy it. I don't know who needs to hear what I'm about to say. But if it's you, well, listen up. Let's do this. 
there's so little that we can actually do. We can't change the past. We can't undo our mistakes. We can't make someone forgive us or want us back. We can't stop time. We can't relive the glory days or make ourselves an inch taller or know how our choices will play out. We can't see our blind spots. We can't know what it's like to be someone else. We can't change another person. We can't always change ourselves. We can't engineer our future, not with any certainty. We can't make people like us or like what we create. We can't escape our bodies or the mind inside. We can't see the wind or the UV spectrum or the unexpected. We can't control the storm or the solar currents or the seasons. We can't make the world do what we know it should. We can't live without sleep or water or food or air. We can't thrive without love and friends. We can't step into the path of a moving train and expect to survive. We can't be invincible. And we can't control the collective mind of humanity, if indeed such a thing even exists. And as a creator trying to draw in more listeners and create more interactions like many others, I sometimes chuckle at the enthusiasm with which we churn and hustle. Because for all we do, the fact is that we cannot control the outcome. Chasing virality is a fool's errand. You can't predict if there's even any audience out there for what you make. The thing that brings you such joy to create may only appeal to you and a small group of others. That stings. We wish and hope for a vast throng who will love what we love, a band of comrades. But there's no guarantee we'll find it. And the search is a fraught and perilous thing. But one thing we can do is do. Set our face like a flint and create anyway. Strive anyway. Put ourselves out there anyway. Forget about the outcome and let the work stand on its own for whoever might find it. Because if you try to make things happen that you can't make happen, your desperation will consume you. The path to wisdom is the razor's edge between prudent, forceful initiative and serene, well-informed acceptance. God help us, we gotta ride that knife. Good luck. And steady as you go. Why does hypocrisy bother us so much? I'm not saying it shouldn't. I've just been intrigued lately by the fact that it does. It's especially interesting in the context of the Western world, which is pluralistic, neo-pagan, secular humanist, hedonistic, consumer-centric, etc., etc. 
In a society where what sells is what goes, what you feel is what's good, where guilt must be rejected and there seem to be no absolute moral truths, we still instinctively feel that to proclaim one thing and live out another is vile, repellent, deeply wrong. Why is this? Especially for y'all out there who don't believe in anything, don't you still get amused or smug when you see some two-faced holy roller getting his turn in the cold light of day? Feels good, doesn't it? Feels like justice. And maybe there's a clue there. See, we sense in our gut that someone should not be allowed to promote one way of living and then not live that way and get away with it. That would be wrong. Unjust. An unequal and non-opposite reaction. And we hate the tension of watching someone prance around and seemingly escape their comeuppance for any amount of time. If justice were in our hands, we would shell it out with alacrity. Am I right? It's only human. But do we forget that we are all hypocrites to one degree or another? And probably to a much greater extent than we can admit or even know. God have mercy. It is hard. No, it's agony to shine a light on the gunk in your own soul. You gotta know it's there. And if it don't bother you in the same way someone else's gunk does, well, that's hypocrisy again. I'm looking in the mirror as I say this. And as I get older, it's become annoyingly impossible to judge anyone else without simultaneously seeing all the judgment-worthy crap inside me. I'm not really sure how to deal with that. I believe in forgiveness, but I long for perfection. And that fell by the wayside long ago. I'll never have it. Not on earth. And that gives my soul a thousand-yard stare. I put it to you, how can we demand justice when we know that real thorough justice would mean some pretty dire personal consequences? And yet we do demand it. We feel it should be. And it's pretty darn fascinating to contemplate why. After initial success comes fear. Fear that it was a fluke, that you've already done your best work, that there's no way you could keep this going. Imposter syndrome inevitably sets in. You receive compliments with a polite thank you while your insides are whispering, you're a fake. It was luck. This won't last. 
Seems like every artist or creator or entrepreneur I've ever heard talk about this subject will admit the same. When we undertake a thrilling challenge, success feels strange and evanescent, like it could vanish at any moment. And it really could, it's true. Disaster is a pervasive threat. Stagnation, too, and more. What's the secret to pressing forward? How do we fight the terror that will never again hit the mark? Because that terror will block you. It'll knock you out of your rhythm and become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So how do we kill it? I think the secret is this. We have to remain willing to fail. To be imperfect. To keep on creating or achieving as best we can and forget about the results. At this stage, the most important thing is trying again, pushing yourself, gripping the doubts close, and moving forward anyway. You must prove yourself a match for the crashing breakers. At times, you will crest over them. At other times, they will bury you. But you must yet sail on. For to go back to the harbor is death. The open sea of the future has called you and nothing else will satisfy. You're marked. Come hell or high water, the only way to stay sane is to follow the wind and carve a path into the storm. And there you will find things that most mortals only dream of. So stand fast. Grip the helm with both hands and let fear dig in its talons. It cannot stop you. And eventually, it will fade like mist in morning sun, and you will be free of it, finally. Till the next time, of course. Enjoy the voyage, my friends. For all its hardships, it is glorious. never say everything all at once. You can't cover every contradiction and exception when you lay out a complex idea. There's always something you have to leave out, some nuance, some complication. You can never fully clarify why your absolute statements are not disingenuous power plays. You must simply speak and let it be. And for someone like myself, that's hard. See, I have a curse. Or maybe it's a gift. I don't know. 
of being able to see all sides of things. In any argument, I can put myself in the shoes of my opponent, which makes me really terrible at arguing, let me tell you. It's probably what makes me able to write, to be able to see the opposing mindsets of different characters and write them convincingly, but on a practical day-to-day level, it's supremely frustrating. And it makes it hard for me to draw a line in the dirt and make a hard and fast statement when I know that in some way, it will be incomplete. And because of that, it will bring someone pain, or vexation, or even provoke outright antagonism. And knowing that, there are days I think it ain't worth saying anything at all. Why scream into the void? Ain't nobody out there really listening. Right? wrong. And I know it's wrong. And that's why, despite all the countervailing factors, I keep talking. I have this crazy idea that what is true and good has a power that carries like light across infinite distances. It may seem to be doing nothing, but that's only because I can't see everything. And I know I'm not the only one in the fray. Millions of people out there working, believing that what they're doing makes a difference, that what they say will find its mark. After all, in the end, the final declaration of our lives is cumulative. Everything we've done will meld together into one final word on the subject. So ask yourself, what's my life saying? What sum are my days adding up to? adopters at. I love you people. Without you, nothing new would ever catch on. No new technology or platform or cultural experiment would stand a chance, because without y'all, critical mass would be impossible. You are the pioneers and the curious ones. You lead us toward new horizons and bear the brunt of smoothing the bumps in the road. 
you're willing to endure bugs and tinkering and an imperfect experience all for the sake of the new. God bless you. That's not me. No, sir. I'm a sit-back-and-wait-a-while kind of guy. Let someone else clear the brush, I say to myself, and I'll follow along in the middle or maybe the rear. And that's fine. But I'm glad not everybody's like me. I'm glad there are people who get a kick out of trying new things, so that later, once the kinks have been worked out, I can enjoy those things too. I know what I'm like, and I appreciate so much those who are different. Also, I see a kind of historical role for us latecomers that I hope the hard chargers also appreciate. See, those of us who are well behind the leading edge, we extend the wave of discovery. We walk over the same ground others have covered, and we experience anew the wonder they found. We pass the message to those who are even farther behind, and, I hope, remind those who are already moving on to new things, that beauty, once created, can be enjoyed forever and revisited and reappreciated. Any creation or invention or innovation can be rediscovered, so to speak. Just ask the hipsters. Even as new things sweep into prominence and former things fade into the past, nothing more than memories in the minds of the old, recall that we can all still share the wonder at what was made and what worked and what changed everything in its time. And we can appreciate each other. And that's pretty cool. Life is flipping weird, man, in all kinds of ways and places we take for granted. What's normal in your neck of the woods may be as odd as a peacock with dentures, but you'd never know, because you're used to it. For instance, I'm a churchgoer, and growing up, it was my normal. Didn't seem strange at all. But living in L.A., which is its own weird world, I get why people think church is unusual. I mean, let's take it down. We believers set aside time to stand together in the dark and sing songs to an invisible super being that we believe hears the words we say inside our minds and then acts on our behalf. Then we listen to one dude or lady tell us what we should be guilty about or concerned about changing or maintaining or developing in our lives. It's like a concert meets comedy show except the music ain't necessarily world class and the speaker's really only trying to be funny to lead to a more sober point. And we do all this voluntarily, because we believe we need it. We believe it's true. And that's pretty weird. But so is existence. Life, consciousness, time, sleep, dreams, selective perception, human reproduction, the biosphere, physics and material properties, and the shapes of flowers and the way dogs greet each other. 
This entire universe seems to be utterly full to the brim with the strange and wondrous. And there are things we all hold to in our current day and age that would seem positively alien to most humans that have ever lived. What does that mean exactly? I don't know. We all have our own frame of reference, I suppose. But at the very least, I think, the strangeness all around us should keep us curious and keep us humble. I mean, truth is stranger than fiction, right? Be a shame for us to miss the high truths just because they seem too odd to consider. Normality is a double-edged sword. Stay weird, y'all. It looks good on you. I have this theory. I think that we all see ourselves as the most important figure that has ever existed. Even if we loathe ourselves, we put ourselves at the center of how we process the world. Nothing matters except in how it relates to us. I think we all have delusions of grandeur. But I have good news. You ain't that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. None of us is more important than anyone else. Everyone's an immortal. Everyone's a changeling. Everyone's got a whole universe inside. And just because you don't understand someone doesn't mean they're not an enigma that would take a lifetime to unravel. Everyone has a story, fraught and difficult and in some way tragic. Everyone. That's hard to process, I know. But it's the truth. And that's what makes hate and apathy and misjudging others so awful. It desecrates our dignity for both subject and object. There are depths of beauty in other souls that we might fall to our knees and marvel at. If we could but see it. But let's be honest. There are untold depths of darkness inside every person too. All the 10,000 ways to be indifferent to the sufferings of others. The ways to inflict pain on the innocent and powerless. The pride that makes us think we can discard another person and refuse to care about them. That's the human animal. That's every one of us. Darkness vying with light. So try not to get stuck on your high horse, okay? You ain't God's gift to nothing. And neither am I. We're all equal. We're potentiality painting a path through the void for others to follow. That path is who we are. That path is all that matters. Maybe you need to take a good long look at that path you've made and judge that. And if that's a scary thought, more good news. You could always start a new one, if you want to. And if you do want to, Take my advice. Don't wait. That's all for now, my friends. 
Thanks for taking the turns with me. If you enjoyed the ride, please do subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend, a foe, or a follower. If you want to reach out to me, I'm on Twitter at ArevenantAlien, or you can drop me a line using RevenantAlien.com contact. If you want to support the show, head on over to RevenantAlien.com support and follow the link to my anchor page. And for those on the hunt for a new way, take a look at RevenantAlien.com searchers. It's a path that's well worth considering. Don't be a stranger. Godspeed. And I'll see you out there. Thank you.